0: Please rate the podcast five stars on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you're listening. Please rate the podcast five stars. Thank you so much. Enjoy the episode. If you really want to know, these women really come and go. Hey, if you really want to know, these women really come and go. Hey, cause you don't know a dang thing. Bound love, you don't know a damn thing. Bound love, cause if you really wanna know, these women really come and go. Hey, yeah, hey, hey, hey. Woo hoo hoo! We are back, we're back in the saddle, baby. Stars Born, welcome back. Episode 10 Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard. I am so excited to get into this one, this is a huge episode. It's going to be a big one, but before we do that, oh man, I can't wait for it. Let's get into some plugs first. Uh, Some books. I'm an author from Pullman, Washington. Holding it down up here in the upper left corner of the United States. Um, Washington State University is right across the street. I'm sitting in my apartment in my room right now, looking out the window. It's sunny. It's snowy. It's about 3 o'clock on February 27th, 2019. And we're doing it live. I'm an author of the book, Sponge Cake, a mostly made-up story about a completely insane town. And What's in the Fridge, they're both available on Amazon, Kindle, and Barnes & Noble. Sponge Cake's a novel about a middle school bake sale set in New England. And it's told from four different perspectives. And at the end, they all tie together. So that's kind of fun. And What's in the Fridge is... Mostly inspirational, spiritual, motivational, and also some fun fun, uh, pop culture uh, short stories, that kind of stuff. Um, Really fun. And the cover of What's in the Fridge is actually the same starfish that you're looking at right now. So, ain't that a trip. Um, Blog, my blog, my blog, thegoatone.blogspot.com. Check it out. Especially if you like haikus, poetry, got a lot of that. And a lot of Nicolas Cage stuff. But if you like Nicolas Cage, go ahead and check out, what was that, episode 7? One of the previous episodes. Go to my website, ChrisTheAuthor.com. And follow me on Twitter at ChrisTheAuthor8. And follow me on Instagram at ChrisArneson8. Also, thank you so much for sharing the podcast with a friend, family member, or co-worker. Uh, it really helps out a lot. Uh, when you tell... Tell people just keep telling people about Stars Born because we're building the community of starfishes over here, over here in Pullman at um, a Stars Born headquarters, and I'm just so excited that y'all are along for the ride with me. Um, before we get into the show, a few things I want to talk about. First, I also want to give a plug to the sound that it makes when ice cubes pop when you pour hot water in them, or like hot coffee, as I did this morning. I poured hot coffee on few ice cubes, and I really enjoyed that popping noise, so give that a plug. All right, and let's see. Before we get into the show, I want to say this is going to be the Michigan episode because Dax Shepard happens to be from Highland Township, Michigan, and Kristen Bell is from Huntington Woods, Michigan. And I guess I wonder if they met when they lived in Michigan or if they met when they're in L.A. That's interesting. Hmm. They probably bonded over that, <laughs> I guess. And, oh, I also want to announce that you can now listen to the A Born podcast on Apple, on iTunes, and wherever you find podcasts. So, you found it somehow, you're listening right now, so you're good to go. Well, um, here we go. Um, I wanted to mention the Turkey Bowl. Completely random here. No good segue, but I mentioned... In past episodes, Thanksgiving being one of my favorite holidays of the year, and one of the reasons why that was the case was because every morning, every Thanksgiving morning, we would go to Bothell High School, which was my alum, and we played a football game on on the turf up there. Um, Mainly, I think it was mainly with the corn family, and speaking of the corns, I saw I saw Ted Korn at 24-Hour Fitness and said hi to him. And, yeah, kind of ran him there. But I also saw Taven at 24-Hour Fitness. And Taven's one of my old buddies from back in the day. Um, He was on pretty much every single one of my sports teams. And I specifically remember this one time. He played catcher mostly. Um, It was a little league game. And he, he got ran over by this guy. He just took a huge hit, and he held on to the ball, and it somehow held on, and then he spiked the ball just right on the ground, right in front of home plate, and I can't remember if he got, like, ejected for that or, like, in trouble at all, but I thought that was a pretty, pretty cool move for, like, a sixth grader. <laughs> like, where did he, who did he see do that? I don't know. Where did he where did he learn that? <clears throat> Maybe he got it from football. We also, we also play football. And there's also another Taven story, uh, briefly here. Um, it was after, um, uh, it was during a, um, uh, end of the season baseball party at Ryan Morgan's house. Uh, Ryan Morgan lived, uh, right next to West Hill, uh, the elementary school where we often played baseball and they all went there. Um, but yeah, he, Ryan had the big, this big backyard. Like, you know, when, you know when people have huge, like, long backyards that are actually shared between multiple houses? He had one of those. And then there was a f- fences dividing the backyards. But it was huge. And you could pretty much you could play football catch. You could play baseball games. Throw Hail Marys. Do all that stuff. Um, but, yeah, I just had this memory of just getting, getting into the scrap with Taven for some reason. And we were we were tussling pretty good and i'm not i was never really a big fighter i was always more of a like a tantrum thrower like i've talked about I've talked about that a lot in the first 9 episodes of the stars born if you haven't listened to those ones go ahead and pause this right now and just start at episode 1 will farrell and then work your way up to here i'll be right here waiting for you but yeah, I was never really a big fighter, but I just really specifically remember <laughs> I think we must have been playing like a football game, like a probably a two hand touch football game in the backyard that got a little too little too violent. Like I think those turkey bowls at Bothell High School were supposed to be two hand touch, but they probably ended up turning into tackle or, or more often than not, I would say. I also oh, speaking of the corns, I have this weird memory that just popped up that is near their house, um, I helped, I think it was, yeah, it was Alex Bus and his, it's completely random, but I helped Alex Bus and, like, his, like, grandpa or something move, and they gave me some money, and we went to, I don't know where we went, we went out to eat somewhere, too, so that's pretty fun, that was, man, I must have been, like, in high school, but that memory just popped right up, um. Yeah, those was good times. Good times. Used to play a lot of Madden at Alex Bus's house. Uh, he used to have some parties. I remember drinking, just having like two liters of like Dr Pepper and pe- tons of pizza and stuff. They always had like good food there at Alex Bus's parties and good good food and good video games and we watched movies and yeah, like, fun fun times there. Um. Let's see. What else do I do I want to discuss here on my trusty uh, yellow legal pad. So here we go. We'll talk about this a little later in the podcast when we get into the IMDb pages of Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard. But my mom actually recommended The Good Place, which Kristen Bell stars in a TV show going on right now. Well, as of um, February 27th, 2019. But yeah, I still have not watched it. So it's kind of just one of those shows just in my Netflix queue. I'm just kind of like keeping it in my holster. I don't know. Do you guys do that with shows kind of keep them in your back pocket for a time when when you when you think you'll you really want to watch it. And that's what I'm doing with The Good Place. So I just want to give that a mention. Um here's something so Michigan as y'all know is shaped like an oven mitt. Um if you didn't realize that, then go ahead and Google the state and look at it. just check it out. It looks like an oven mitt and <laughs> I'm sure you realized it. But because of that, I decided to discuss some of my mom's favorite recipes, or my favorite recipes that my mom makes. So, she makes great pizza. I remember, I think she buys Boboli crust, is what it's called. Throws cheese on it, throws a bunch of veggies on it, and olives, and uh, is olives a veggie? But, and some ham on there, some meat, some salami, pepperoni, uh, all that good stuff, yeah, she makes good pizza. Um, she makes great taco bake. Like, I I read uh, her taco bake recipe from the Maywood Hills uh, Maywood Hills recipe book. And speaking of the Maywood Hills recipe book, I'm going to go ahead and read one recipe from there right now. It's a blue cheese salad, and it's from Jerry Gosselin. Jerry Gosselin is Dallas Gosselin's mom, and Dallas is... He was from my in my grade, one of my buddies, um <clears throat> played football. He went on to play college football at Occidental, I believe, which is actually, that's where Obama went, I think. So yeah, pretty cool, a college down in Los Angeles. And I think Dallas lives in the Phoenix area, or Tucson maybe right now, if I'm not mistaken. He has one of those super smart jobs, like engineer related. But we also, I've mentioned Dallas on the podcast before, I believe. Because he's, his party was the one that we went to, um, high school graduation party, right before we drove up to Bellingham to go to Daniel Tosh's uh, comedy show. So, I've mentioned him, I believe. Shout out Dallas, if you're listening. What's up? Alright, here we go. Here's your mom's recipe for blue cheese salad. <clears throat> salad. One quarter cup crumbled blue cheese. One chopped gala apple. Half cup chopped candied pecans. Half cup craisins. Dressing, 3 tablespoons apple juice concentrate, 3 tablespoons apple, apple cider vinegar, 1 tablespoon Dijon mustard, quarter cup olive oil. In bowl, mix salad ingredients together. In separate bowl, mix together. Dressing ingredients, combine salad and dressing, and enjoy. Alright, so that sounds like pretty easy. If you guys are on a diet or trying to eat more healthy or just want to try a new, a new salad, then... I'm going to go ahead and go for that. Um I'm going to do that every episode. I'm going to keep doing it because it's a fun little segment. And I like having segments. And speaking of segments, let's do the Calypso update. Um David Sidaris is the author of Calypso. He's one of my favorite authors for sure. Uh, I'm going to read his next book or it's not his next book. Uh, Calypso is his latest book, but I'm gonna read Dresser Family and Corduroy and Denim next. It's uh, that's the one on deck. But right now I'm in Calypso, and I'm still on page two twelve. So, <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, I haven't gotten the chance to read any of it since since last night's episode. Um, hopefully get to that this afternoon. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. So uh, speaking of Michigan, it's a Michigan episode. So let's give a couple shout outs here to. Jalen Jacoby is a podcast I subscribe to. Uh, it's a show on ESPN. It's also on TV on there. And uh, Jalen, Jalen Rose, he went to the University of Michigan. He was a Wolverine back in the early 90s, and he was a uh, part of the Fab Five. And the Fab Five is, um, yeah, it was like five great freshmen, him and Chris, I can't name all of them, Jalen Rose, Chris Reb- Weber, um Ray King, uh, oh, Jawan Howard, and I can't remember the other one, but I'll have to look them up, but, um, yeah, so that's a really great show where they, um, they just, I'm all just, I'm all, uh, distracted over here, oh, yes, um, I'll tell you this in a second, but check out Jillian Jacoby, (laughs) I'm all over the place right here. It's a really great show. They talk about sports, and they talk about pop culture, and it's it's lots of fun. If you like music, you'll like it too. And David Jacobi's a super funny dude. He used to do stand-up comedy. I'm not sure if he does anymore, but it's a great show. Here's something I wanted to let you guys know. Kristen Bell and Dak Shepard, they were uh, seen fighting over Cheetos on Ellen, and apparently that was a big big deal. And um, another thing is, they're launching a super affordable baby line at Walmart. So super affordable baby line at Walmart. So if you got a baby and you're a fan of um, these two, these two entertainers, Kristen Bell and Dak Shepard, go ahead and head over to Walmart and check it out. I want to see who's in the Fab Five. I I wonder who was the person I forgot. Ah, oh, so it was I, I, so it's Ray Jackson and Jimmy King. So I, I miss I mixed them up. I combined them into one person. So Jimmy King, Ray Jackson, Jawan Howard, Chris Webber, and Jalen Rose. And Chris Webber went on to have a good career, and Jalen had a pretty solid career. And Jawan Howard played for about 20 years in the league, but those other two guys, I don't know if they even played in them yet. Yeah, that's a Fab Five. There's a 30 for 30. Um, I've talked about Bill Simmons a ton. His books are Now I Can Die in Peace. And... um, the basketball book, the book of basketball, and he's also the Grantland guy. Um, Grantland was an ESPN spinoff, and then his website right now is The Ringer. But yes, yes, he he was also the creator of the Thirty for Thirty series on ESPN, and the Fab Five documentary in that series is very it's a good one. That's one of the best ones. A couple of the other good ones are the Red Sox Yankees ones. Good. Uh, let's see the OJ ones. Really good. And um, oh, the Pablo Escobar is a good one too. Uh, the two Pablos—it's um, the Pablo Escobar, like the drug lord guy from Colombia, and then and then there's a soccer player from Colombia with the same name, and he uh, he had an own goal in the World Cup, and and then he was murdered under suspicious circumstances. But I think now is a good time to do the manners update of the day, so let's do that. The Indians defeated the Mariners six to five in spring training. So the Mariners are now three and two and the Indians are also three and two. And I just thought I also wanted to say I never realized this but till just now. It's weird how early spring training is going on right now, because it's only February still and they've already played five games. And I don't know, according to my memory, they're not even playing in February usually for spring training so it's kind of weird. Now is a good time for me to do the um, Simpsons episode of the week. Let's do it. This one is Mayor to the Mob. Um, I'm a huge fan of the Simpsons. I've talked about it a lot so you you guys probably know that for sure. Um, This is the ninth episode of season 10. It originally aired on December 20th 1998 and the reason why I chose this one is because Mark Hamill is in it, and he plays, he plays a guy named Nathan Detroit in, um, in, like, a Broadway play, so we got the Detroit-Michigan connection there, and that's, yeah, that's the reason why I chose that one, um, let's see, actually, let's actually read a little bit about it, um, I'll go all the way back, oh my goodness, I exited out of it, here it is, so, Mayor to the Mob, um, it looks like, after Homer prevents Mayor Quimby and Mark Hamill from being trampled at a convention, oh my gosh. That's the funniest part of the episode is when he Homer Homer just like I can't remember what he does exactly. I think he just picks up Mark Hamill and just on his shoulders and then he just barrels through like a swarm of nerds and he just oh, he's he's I think he uses Mark Hamill as like a weapon or something. But it's it's the funniest part of the episode. It's hilarious. Alright, so being trampled at a convention homer trains to become a bodyguard and is employed by mayor quimby after homer discovers quimby has been making corrupt deals with fat tony and forces he forces him to end the deal uh fat tony threatens to kill quimby leaving homer to defend the mayor from threats okay this is a really funny episode actually this was i remember this being season nine um or season ten is one of the best seasons. Nine and eight, nine, ten. I think are the three best seasons of The Simpsons. If I'm, if I'm not crazy. Um, before we go any, before we go too far off the rails here, I'm, I'm starting to lose it. Um, let's read the first credit of Kristen Bell. Ladies first. So let's start with Kristen Bell. Here we go. 1998. She's in Polish Wedding. She plays teenage girl, uncredited. Once again, the whole uncredited discussion. I'm very confused what that means because I don't get why it's listed in her credits if <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You if why is it listed in her credits and then it says she's uncredited uncredited? Doesn't make any sense. Um let's read the next one. Pootie Tang. That was the that was the one that Louis CK wrote. Record executive's daughter. Oh two, people are dead she plays angela's friend number one um before i go any further and venture i just want to circle back circle back around do a little u-turn here whip na yui back to the simpsons and i just want to say that one of my favorite side characters of all time is groundskeeper Willie. um he's he's the scottish groundskeeper he has a red hair he has a was he have a big beard and he's just he's just funny his, his interactions with principal skinner are hilarious and he's his his accent's great his i don't know he's the scottish scottish I'm groundskeeper willie i don't know how it really sound good but <laughs> don't quote me on it but groundskeeper willie is one of the greatest simpsons characters of all time so i just want to give a little shout to him and I also want to give a shout-out to the Sklar brothers. They, Their connection to, to the whole Michigan thing is they went to the University of Michigan, just like Jalen Rose. I think they may have actually gone there at the same—yeah, they did. They were there at the same time as Jalen Rose, actually. So that's a weird little connection there. But they're the hosts of the the old ESPN Classic show Cheap Seats, which you can watch on YouTube. Um, I've talked about it in previous episodes. And they also have a couple podcasts you should check out. Uh, Dumb People Town with uh, Daniel Van Kirk. I talked about that a couple of episodes. Well, in the uh, what was that? The Melissa McCarthy episode. Illinois, Chicago. Daniel Van Kirk, Chicago. Um, yeah, they have Dumb People Town, which is a super funny podcast where they just they bring stories mostly from Florida. About just people just doing incredibly silly things and dumb things. And did you know that the reason why there's so many crazy stories from Florida is because I think they might be the only state that releases their police bl- uh, blotter for public consumption? So that's why there's so many crazy stories coming out of there. Um, yes, and they also have their other podcast is View from the Cheap Seats. Uh, shout out to their old. To their old show, a callback to the past. Speaking of callbacks to the past, let me tell you about my Vancouver, Canada baseball trip. This is something I've been wanting to tell you guys about. Um, I don't know what, no connection to the to the Michigan episode, but a funny part of the. All right, so here we go. Let me set the let me set the table. Um, Vancouver baseball trip. This the year was probably. Let's see, I was in eighth probably ninth eighth or ninth grade and we all drove up to Vancouver from Bothell probably about a couple hours and stayed in stayed in a hotel the hotel had a really nice indoor water slide that I remember we spent we spent way too much time in the indoor water slide at the hotel and another funny part was my friend Joe uh Joe Diedrich he was a what was he second baseman Um, he he was, he was set. He set his mind on saran wrapping our coach's car for some reason. This was the most, this was kind of out of Joe's character too. Like he wasn't really like a rude person. I don't think, or he didn't seem like that crazy, but just like this one time he wanted to, to just, I don't know if he had like a vendetta against our coach or if maybe he got benched one time and he didn't, he didn't like it. He, He got pinch hit for or something or he wanted to saran wrap our coach's car, so he didn't do it though. We I think my dad actually heard about it. My dad caught wind of it and put a he put an end to that pretty quick. And oh yes, a great memory from this from this trip for me was when I um beat out a it was just kind of a routine grounder to the shortstop. I think the yeah, we were playing on an indoor or not indoor, but the infield was turf. So if you ever play on turf infield you know that the grounders are super bouncy so it's kind of like a chopper so I had like a chopper to the shortstop and then I, sp- I guess I sprinted super hard because I ended up diving into first base and I was safe so that was that was just a really cool memory for me just being out like a routine grounder to the shortstop that I don't think he bobbled it at all either I, I think I I honestly think that I May have broken a record, some sort of land speed record at that time. And then the crazy part was the next play, the next pitch, I stole second base and dove into second base head first, too. So I thought that was a good little chair on top of that story. And speaking of baseball, uh, this one time, not, nothing really crazy about this story other than I was playing center field. It was an all dirt field. Uh, I think it may have been Wooden, or no, not Wooden. Maybe Woodmore, which Woodmore is close to uh, the Ungrex old house. And speaking of the Ungrex, I'll, I'll tell you guys about the AMC triple feature after this. <laughs> I'm, I'll tease it. Um, yeah, so I was playing center field. It was all dirt field. And I, I just dove. There was a hard line drive to me, and the sun was setting. It sounds like I'm coming up with an excuse right now, but the sun was setting kind of just right in the perfect place for me. So it's right in the perfect place to blind me. I wasn't wearing Oakley's or any sunglasses, any nice, I didn't have a sunglasses strap around my neck. And, um, yeah, I, I kind of dove for the ball, kind of, kind of lunged in there and just took a real hard hit to the head (laughs) and... (laughs) I I can't believe that I didn't get knocked out by that, but I bounced right back up. Didn't didn't lose consciousness or anything. I mean, it was more of a glancing blow though, because the ball the ball ended up like flying past and rolling another hundred yards past me. So it wasn't like a thing where it hit me head on and then just dropped right on the ground. I mean that would have been insane, but um. Yes, yes, yes. That's what happened. I kept playing. I don't think I even came out of the game. I think, <laughs> I think I just, I had some laces just in my forehead from from then on for a few days probably, just a a laces mark. And yeah, that's that was um that was probably in high school. And hey, speaking of high school, whoa, I'm all over the segways today. Speaking of high school, I wanted to talk to you guys about a fun memory. It's my senior party so what's the senior party you ask it is right after graduation um we graduated at we walked at the university of washington in their the alaska airlines arena which is where the huskies play basketball so that was pretty cool being able to go in there and walk on that arena floor but the senior party was right after uh, graduation and it was an all-nighter so that was a that was kind of a weird thing that they did. <laughs> I don't know. We we got back at probably like 8 a.m. in the morning. We got back to the high school and got picked up um, or drove home. But um, we started out after graduation. We went to the Family Fun Center. Uh, if you don't know, the Family Fun Center it's kind of a – how do you describe it? It has go-karts, laser tag, arcade games, ping-pong, foosball. All that stuff, you get the picture. Giant Fruit, fruit Ninja, um, like a Dave & Buster's kind of. It's kind of like Dave & Buster's for kids or for families. Um, so, yeah, we started there. I remember having some good times on the go-karts there. And, yeah, some, we played some laser tag and um, nothing too crazy there. But after that, we went to the aquarium and the Seattle Aquarium. Yeah, I believe it's downtown Seattle, um, somewhere thereabouts. But the weird part about going there was there was a hypnotist there. They were doing a their hypnotist act, and, oh, man, I can't remember if anyone actually fell under the spell. But I didn't volunteer. I was too scared to volunteer, I think. But that brings me to the question, hypnotists, are they real? Are they legit? Uh, this is like an age-old age old, age old uh, discussion, uh, debate that has plagued mankind, plagued humanity for many, many centuries. Ever since... I wonder who the f- first hypnotist was. Oh my gosh, that's such a funny bit. Oh, I gotta... <laughs> I wanna start doing stand-up so I can do this on stage. Who was the first hypnotist? Like, they probably... Th- they, they had so much self-confidence and they're like, hey, I'm just going to put you under this spell and I'll have to hash this out. I'll have to work on this bit. But I think that's a good start. I think that's a good um, premise for a bit. Who was the first hypnotist? I'll have to write that down somewhere. Um, first hypnotist I'll write down. Um, but yes, yes. I think, I don't know. You guys think that's funny? I think <laughs> because like, just imagine like the first person who fell under the spell Like, they probably thought, like, a whole new world was happening to them. They probably thought they just stepped into the wardrobe in Narnia. And, yeah, like, I wonder how they figured out how to hypnotize people just right at first. Like, who's. Is there, like, a guidebook? Was there a rule book that they followed? Or were they making it up along the way? Or. I have so many questions about the whole hypnotist thing. But, yeah, just to let you guys know, I wrote down first first hypnotist on my. I have the cactus notepad of sticky pads. And I also have this um, sticky kind of post-its. This one's a pineapple. So there you go. I wrote That's my list of all the names I'm going to do. So there's a bunch of them there. So stay tuned for all those episodes, baby. Oh, man. ah, First Hypnotist. That'd be, that would be a good movie, too. Maybe Dax Shepard, Kristen Bell. They could play like... They're like a married couple, and they were... They were the first two hypnotists ever. Oh, that's made-up movie. We just did it right there. Boom. And let's call it... We'll call it, I predict, A Good Day. <laughs> I don't know why that title, but it's, I like a good positive title. It's basic. It's easy to remember. No hard words in it. Um, easy to say to the person in the box office. Uh, man, when I worked in the box office at AMC, AMC Woodinville, um, speaking of Nancy Woodenville, I'll tell you about the triple feature in one second. Uh, the box office. I worked in there and I watched, I watched unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt on my cell phone. That's how boring it was in there. Sometimes there would just be like periods of half hour periods where no one would come up and just on Tuesday nights at like eight, nine, 10, you know, I would, I don't know, man. That was before I became a writer though. So that would have been some good time. Some good writing time. Alright, I've been stolen long enough on it. Let's just do it right now. Let's do the uh, AMC Triple Feature. So, this was with uh, my best friend Stephen Ungrett from growing up. Um, I mentioned him earlier. Um, The year, 2009. The month was June. And the place was AMC Woodinville. Where I would go into work seven years later. And we bought a ticket... For the movie year one which i talked about in the paul rudd episode of a star is born e- year one is jack black and michael Sarah, uh they're like cavemen from back in the day that's kind of the whole plot it's not not a great movie don't definitely don't recommend it really um and then after that we snuck into the hangover rated r so we were only i was only 16 at the time so we were both only sixteen, so we couldn't go we couldn't buy that ticket and we loved the hangover, probably didn't recognize it for being the the greatness it was at the time, but after that, we would go on to sneak in to yet another movie, Lane of the lost and this was a will Ferrell movie um based on the seventies i think it's seventies uh t v show a terrible, terrible movie. <laughs> I don't, I just didn't understand, I didn't understand the whole movie, the whole premise, the whole everything, but maybe you had to see the TV show to, maybe you had to be a fan of the TV show to get it, um, I don't know, it just didn't make any sense to me, and I also talked about the, uh, hangover in the Brody Stevens episode, episode three, and I talked about Lamb Land of Lost, episode one of The Stars is Born, so go ahead and listen to those, because, um, yeah, it's it just makes sense to me to listen to a podcast from the beginning. Start chronologically, especially when it's only episode 10 and we're not too deep into it. So, you know, you can you can start from the beginning and then just come right back here. Uh, <laughs> I made my point. Okay. We get it. We get it, Chris. Uh, something else I wanted to say was we bowling and tennis. Um, those were two very underrated things. I remember we got a Wii for Christmas one year. I think... All three of us, kids, my brother, older brother and younger sister, all got it as a combined present. And we got uh, Wii Bowling and Tennis. And, man, I, I think I like, I would say I probably like Wii Bowling a little better. But those are two of the most fun games of all time. And I like the i like the idea of the Wii. That it gets you active, it gets you moving. It's not like a normal video game where you just sit there. And there was also some dancing game, like Dance Dance Revolution or something. Um, yeah, there would always be those funny jokes, though with people throwing the Wii remotes. Like I think the few movies did that, <laughs> or maybe some commercials. I don't know. But the dancing game was intense. It was it was kind of like a Guitar Hero for for your feet. Uh, people love Guitar Hero. But in the what was that Rock was the other one. Never got rock band, but I got we got Guitar Hero and I didn't get too into it. But people like it, uh, it's not, I don't think it's comparable to playing a real guitar. I don't know, is it? I don't think so. Um, I just mentioned go karts a few minutes ago. Um, when I, I mentioned go karts, when I was talking about the Family Fun Center and the senior party. So, speaking of go-karts, I was with, uh, this is the Midwest baseball trip. Yes, yes, yes. You all know it. The Midwest baseball trip from 2007 with my cousin Matt and my grandma Doreen. Uh, I've talked about it a lot. I went. We went from Minnesota to Milwaukee to Chicago to St. Louis to Kansas City. And this was before the trip even started. We were still in South Dakota at my grandma's home in Rapid City, South Dakota. And we went go-karting in like an indoor go-karting arena now that was different than the family fun center because that that one was outdoors and i like the indoor one better because it seemed i think we actually went faster in the indoor one and i don't know i like the the ground wasn't like nice and like slick it seemed like and i think there was tires on the boundaries which was real cool it was like it was kind of like bowling with bumpers but yeah that was just a fun memory that i still have of go going go karting with Matt. I mean my grandma didn't. My that would be cool if my grandma went, but she just washed from the sideline and paid for it. And yeah, it was it was super fun. I think we went like forty miles an hour or something. So they're kinda of like the jet skis of, of land, I guess. <laughs> I don't know how. Alright, here's something else I want to talk about. I've talked about playing football. I I started in uh fourth grade. And I played through ninth grade, and then I played summer of junior year, and then quit before the season started. first. <laughs> quit, yeah, man. So, looking back on that, I'm like, I mean, no, like it's good to live with, like without regrets. But like, it would have been okay to just keep playing throughout the season, though. Just 'cause looking back, it's like that was only a couple more months, but it's okay, though. Everyone, everyone has things in their life that <laughs> I, maybe I wouldn't be the same person today if I if I did that. You know, that was when I started working at QFC, so so I was able to get my first job ever instead of playing football there. So, just did something different, you know. But anyway, I want to talk about some of the best football plays in my career, and these were a few that came to mind, and they're all interceptions because I was a defensive player. I played played mostly outside linebacker um maybe a little safety in junior year of high school no I, I played outside linebacker in junior year of high school too so yeah that was my position i was i was, a, I was the outside linebacker i had the uh, contain containment if you will so the first uh, great play i thought of for my football for my illustrious football career was an interception return for a touchdown at East Lake High School, um, this one was particularly memorable because it's the only, yeah, it's the only touchdown I ever scored. So, I mean, because I always played defense, I never played offense, never really returned kicks. Um, so, yeah, when else, when else are you gonna score unless you get a fumble recovery or interception? I mean, I don't know. But yeah, oh man, the play was great too. It was it was a screen or not not even a screen pass. It was a one of those passes where the running back just kind of goes out in the flats. They just run a little out route in the flats. And then I cut in, I cut I cut the ball off, intercepted it, and then started running on the sideline. And the quarterback was a super fast little dude. And he just, so he was ran ahead of me kind of. And, but then comes flying from behind me is Alex Hamilton, who he, I think he was a linebacker. I didn't know he was that fast and he just blew right by me and he kind of he kind of threw like half a block on the quarterback enough of a block to allow me to cut back in, into the middle of the field and then just take it the last um, 20 yards to the house and I just untouched I didn't even didn't even get touched on it by anyone so that was that was the sickest moment of my maybe the best moment of my sporting career honestly like looking back at it, I never hit a home run. I had that little power. I don't think, I think officially, I don't think I ever had a home run. I may have had an inside the park one. I definitely had this. I remember particularly one big hit. It was at a field in Seattle, it was an all turf field, just talking about those. And I like, I drove it deep to right center, and there was no fences. But it was more of a line drive. So I think it may have gone like 250 maybe, but I don't think it went super deep. Who knows? It depends how far the fences are for cuz like you hit a home run in low league that's only what 200 sometimes. I used to watch the low league World Series back in the day. Oh man. It <laughs> was always fun watching. I don't know why. Just seeing like who their favorite baseball players were and who their I like seeing who their favorite bands and music and Movies and all that, so actors it always show, show like a little fun fact that's <laughs> always entertaining for some reason. Um, so yeah, I had the interception return for a touchdown, and then I had a so yeah, that was uh, if I didn't say that was probably seventh grade, maybe seventh or eighth grade, a tipped interception to Nick Gray, and I think that was at Redmond High School, I think that was also seventh grade. And, um, yeah, Nick Ray was, well a year younger than me. Um, he played safety. And that was, I remember this one because I was pretty much perpendicular to the ground. No, not – I was parallel to the ground and just completely sprawled out on just, you know, my back to the ground. And I just somehow managed to tip the ball, and he was standing right in the perfect place, and he caught it. And, yeah, it was a great play. I was I liked I like having the the teamwork you know, <laughs> and my third one is a leaping interception where I high pointed a ball and fell on my back and that one was at Skyline High School, and Skyline was kind of the powerhouse in our conference. Um, but yeah, that was just a great play because I don't know in my memory I think I jumped like three feet in the air and just caught this ball at the high point like I said, and just completely flew and fell right on my back. And almost I think I may have gotten the wind knocked out of me there. Yeah, those were the three big plays that came to mind. And also, um, for some reason, I was returning punts at junior year um, summer camp. We had two camps. We had one... Yeah, we went to two camps, I think, that summer. But one of them, I was returning punts for some reason. And I have no... I have no idea why they had me doing that. That's just popped in my mind because, (laughs) I don't know, that's not really the the position for me. Um, And then, yes, I think those were, like I said, those were all on the road. So I thought that was kind of interesting how, I don't know, maybe I was a better player on the road. Oh, wow. This is funny. I I just realized I got totally, (laughs) you guys probably realized this too. I got so sidetracked. That I, I completely went off my mom's recipes, from the oven mid state that whole thing. So let's just keep doing that. All right, she makes that pizza I told you about. She makes beef stew, really good beef stew. Um, yep, taco bake. Oh yes, that's because I read you guys that recipe. Um, taco bake from the recipe book that I can't remember. That was a few episodes ago. Uh, lasagna, classic. Broccoli. Oh, she makes this cold salad. Broccoli, grapes, bacon, and like mayonnaise on it, I think. That's just super good. That's a, my favorite salad. And then my f- favorite Thanksgiving side dish, stuffing. Great, great stuffing. And yeah, those are all the ones that come to mind there. And my dad, you're probably wondering, Chris, what about your dad? Does he cook? My dad was always the breakfast man. He would make pancakes you'll make oh I love it when you put the chocolate chips in the pancakes too that's that's my jam way better than normal pancakes not big syrup not big maple syrup person but I would throw some jelly on my pancakes Or maybe oh I would definitely go like whipped cream and strawberries on them if I had in my perfect world in my utopia (laughs) my my IHOP utopia I would go chocolate chip pancakes with whipped cream and strawberries and then, I don't know, that's good. And then my dad makes uh, hash browns. He'll throw in a bunch of like veggies and, oh man, cheese. I, oh, I'll have to do a cheese list, but let's just do it off the top right now. A few cheeses I like. Gruyere cheese. If you have not tried Gruyere, go pick up some right now from Costco. Uh, Dubliner. Dubliner's very good. Um, feta's good. Gouda's good. Uh, let's see, I like Monterey Jack, I like Pepper Jack, and I like Sharp Cheddar, so there's some good ones. If I missed any of your favorite cheeses, let me know on Twitter. Hit me on Twitter. If you want to find me, hit me on Twitter. Chris the Author Eight or Instagram, Chris Arneson (laughs) All right. But another thing my dad would make for breakfast is he'll do a good egg scramble with a bunch of... Kind of the same as the hash browns, but just eggs instead of hash browns. So we'll put ham in there. We'll go bacon. We'll go cheese. We'll go veggies, olives, um, all that good stuff. Um, and then some toast. I I like just a classic. I don't know. You guys like white or wheat bread better? I think I actually heard that white's healthier for you, which kind of blew my mind. But if, I would. I think I would eat white. If I knew that it was healthier, that would make me feel better about eating it. Like wheat, wheat bread doesn't taste necessarily great or anything. Um, something I wanted to mention that had to do with Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard. Um, we we haven't talked about them for a while, so you guys may have forgotten that. It's that episode. Um, excuse me. Um, Dax is actually, believe it or not. You may have been thinking, what is Dax short for? What's that name short for? It's actually his full name, and it's a French name, so I just want to let you guys know that I was wondering that too, and it kind of blew my mind when, oh yes, this is something that we forgot to do last episode, and we'll have to do it in a second here, I'll go ahead and pull up uh, Denzel's IMDb again, because we somehow, or we, well I, the host of the podcast, somehow forgot to do Denzel's IMDb uh, top three. So let's just go ahead and do that right now. Um, Remember the Titans is definitely going to be in there. Obviously, you guys know I love that movie. Uh, I read that, uh, the whole Gettysburg speech. Um, Love Remember the Titans. It's actually probably my favorite football movie. Uh, Friday Night Lights is up there too, but I think I like Remember the Titans the best. Um, So that's the first one. And then second, we will go, um, let's see, which ones? I haven't seen enough of these. I liked The Book of Eli was a good one. And then Flight was good, too. So let's go those three. And then bottom three, let's go, uh, we will go Unstoppable, just because it kind of ripped off the whole speed. It's kind of just speed with a train instead of a bus. I, I think, I don't know, people have probably said that. Uh... Yeah, so Unstoppable. We'll go The Bone Collector. That one looks kind of weird. And then we'll go Devil in a Blue Dress because he, he plays a guy named Easy Rollins. So I just feel like that movie's... yeah. All right, so there we go. I just wanted to do that. I want to revisit Denzel for a quick second because just like I forgot to do the Melissa McCarthy top three, I forgot to do the... Um, Denzel top three. So I'll make sure to try to remember to do the Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard top three. Speaking of which, let's let's read you a couple more credits. So yeah, I left you with People Are Dead, uh, Kristen Bell's Angela's Friend number one. 2002, The Cat Returns. She's the English version voice of Hiromi. I'm going to click on that because I want to see what this movie is about. That sounds... All right, here we go. It's Ray G, 75 minutes. Wow. A full feature film that's 75 minutes? Animation, adventure, comedy. After helping a cat, a 17-year-old girl finds herself involuntarily engaged to a cat prince in a magical world where her only hope of freedom lies with a dapper cat statuette come to life. Whoa. Okay, so it's kind of like a night at the museum situation, I guess uh kristen bell's in a tv series 2003 she plays jessica hintel in the shield uh who is the star of the shield now i now i gotta click on this because i i know that oh it's uh michael what's his name you guys are probably like yelling michael chiklis all right michael chiklis you're from uh fantastic four american horror story oh what is this american horror story it's on fx what, fx fearless um which one's he in he's in the uh okay i'm, I'm gonna find it apocalypse yeah he's in the apocalypse one i don't know what that means but because i talked about before a few of my i never really watched much of american horror story but i think i saw the first season and the first season is pretty decent um i'm gonna go ahead and get out of the shield and while i get out of the shield I'm going to have to say thank you. <laughs> I don't know. All right, here we go. Uh, 2003, TV series, American Dreams. She plays Amy Fielding for one episode. 2003, TV series, The O'Keefe's. She plays Virginia's owner for two episodes. Uh, TV movie, another TV movie. Um, 2003, The King Queen of Moonlight Bay, Allison Dodge um Everwood a TV series from 2003 Stacy Wilson TV movie from 04 Gracie Thompson she plays in Gracie's Choice a story of love uh haven't heard of many of this stuff 04 Spartan and she plays Laura Newton okay okay uh 04 oh here I've heard of this one uh TV show Deadwood. She plays Flora Anderson for two episodes. This one is set in South Dakota, Deadwood, South Dakota. I wonder if that's close to Rapid City. uh Rapid City. Yeah. Shout out, Grandma Doreen. And here we go. Here's something I wanted to tell you guys about. I've talked about the the infamous at this point um, Minnesota family reunion from August of 2016. And another memory that popped up in my head was Beersby. <laughs> that was the frisbee beer game that we played and how it works is you put a you put a beer on top of a pole and then the person so you have to hold a beer in your hand i think while you're throwing the frisbee and you throw a frisbee and try to hit it hit the pole and then if the frisbee hits the pole then the defenders have to catch the beer when it falls down you know and they also have to catch the frisbee so if they don't catch the frisbee, then the thrower the thrower of the frisbee gets one point, and if they don't catch the frisbee and the beer, then they get like two or three points. So that's how it works, and that's a super fun game. Uh, check it out if you're um, of drinking age. Uh, two two thousand five TV movie uh, <laughs> Reefer Madness, the movie musical. She plays Mary Lane. Alright, I'm gonna go ahead and click on this and see what this is all about. Oh, okay, it's just an all it says is it's just an adaption of the nineteen what was this, nineteen thirty-six. Uh classic anti-marijuana propaganda film from nineteen thirty-six, Reefer Madness. And then oh Nev Campbell's in it from Scream. Wow. What a movie to watch. Um here we go. Scroll back down here find out where we were we were 2005 video last days of america uh kristen bell plays friend in new york number one i wonder how many friends are were. how big was the friend group uh, oh man speaking of beersby all right circle back around to that uh flip a UU in the go-kart um we also played this viking game this weird viking game where you threw like a like a wooden stick or something and it had to land in the land in the grass and that's all I can really remember about it. It's basically kind of it's kind of like cornhole meets mini golf or something. So yeah, that was a, some Viking game that I don't know the name of. Uh, my uncle may have invented it. Uh 2005. She's in a little something called Deep Water. She plays Nurse Lori. Also in O five, she's in a short called The receipt and she plays pretty girl. 06, 50 pills. Uh, She's Gracie. Uh, 06, also 50 pills of what? I gotta click on it. 50 pills of what? Is it 50 pills of acid? Is it 50 pills of Vicodin? 50 pills of Adderall? Oh man, my roommate was talking to me about Adderall. I think, like, I'm pretty sure most college kids nowadays are on Adderall because. I don't know. I've I've known a lot. To, not, not not that I've known like a ton of people, but out of everyone I've known in college, at least half. It seems like at least half have done Adderall. My I think both my roommates do it. All right, so fifty pills, not rated. Eighty-five minutes, another short movie. Eighty-five minutes. That one's not too bad though. I think like eighty minutes is like the minimum a movie can be for a full feature length. I, I mean, just in my humble. In my eyes, my humble eyes. Uh, so it's a comedy, crime, drama. Darren, <clears throat> excuse me. Darren Giles has lost his college scholarship. Can't wor- can't work up the courage to ask out the girl of his dreams, and doesn't have the cash to stay in college another semester. Okay, unless he can, and then see full summary, So I guess I gotta see it now. Unless he, unless he can survive the teenage dominatrix. New York's largest drug m- mogul. Convince his parents he's not gay. Write a, par- write a paper on Dante's Inferno. Escape three thugs chasing the wrong guy. And sell 50 pills of ecstasy. So that's what it was. It was ecstasy. Okay, we found out. I'm happy we that- figured that out. In time to make his tuition payment, he'll never get the chance to date the girl of his dreams. Oh my gosh. This sounds kind of like... It kind of reminds me of Date Night. If it feels... Was- it's like Date Night and the Gambler. The... The Mark Wahlberg movie, uh, The Gambler, which was actually in the bottom three. Um, Mark Wahlberg episode, uh, episode two of A Star is Born. The Gambler, I went to it. I actually saw that movie in theaters. And I think I saw that one out, in one of those movie theaters where you can buy drinks. Um, I don't, and like food and have it delivered to your seat. I don't think I ordered anything, but. I just thought that was kinda of funny how they had like a full they had a full bar right in the middle of the movie theater. I thought that was kinda of neat. But let's do it. Uh O six Pulse. She plays Maddie. Oh six Roman. She plays the girl slash Isis. Isis was the name of one of my managers at Red Robin. I was like, is that a popular name? Uh, it was a girl. It was if you, didn't, I didn't know if Isis was a boy or girl name either. Um, I don't know. <laughs> 04 to oh seven. TV show. Here we go. Here's what she's known for. Veronica Mars. She plays Veronica Mars. 64 episodes. Holy Toledo. I think there's a movie. there is a movie for this, too. Uh, never, I never... I gotta say, I don't think I ever watched one episode of Veronica Mars. But I think it was on UPN... Or maybe maybe it was on UPN slash WB when they changed that to CW. It's like all three of those things are like one channel, I think. TV show, TV 14, 44 minutes, crime, drama, mystery. After her best friend is murdered and her father is removed as county sheriff, Veronica Mars dedicates her life to cracking the toughest mysteries in the affluent town of Neptune. Wow, what a name for a town makes me think of train and um the Jupiter song how's that go drops drops a Jupiter in my pain drops a Jupiter hey hey, hey 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 life's gone down in a ton of day. drops of Jupiter in her hey 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 how's it go how's the the course of that song go? i can't even think off the top of my head so i'm not going to worry about it all i can think about is the the mcdonald's uh theme songs um you guys are probably yelling yelling that song into into your headphones right now but if you're on a bus don't don't yell too loud or people might people might be thinking you're (laughs) no no that's okay i i'm sure um i've heard that people in if you're on a subway right now in New York City, I've heard that there's lots of crazy people on those. But I actually rode, I actually got the chance to ride on one in the East Coast baseball trip. I don't remember, don't remember it being too too nuts. Um, let's get back to it. 07, video game. She's in a video game. Uh, voice of Lucy Stillman, Assassin's Creed. Um, she's in a short in 07 called Flatland the Movie. Uh, she plays the voice of Hex oh here's a great one we've talked about this one Paul Rudd episode um, if you didn't know Paul Rudd is the surfing instructor in this movie uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall she plays Sarah Marshall uh, great movie set in Hawaii so if you want to go to Hawaii um, prepare yourself by watching that one FSM All right. <clears throat> she's in the I did not know she was in this a TV show, oh seven, oh eight, Heroes. She plays L Bishop for twelve episodes. Man, I remember when that movie was, or that TV show was the biggest thing. It was that was the most popular TV show at one time. In oh nine, Kristen Bell is in Fanboys. Um, she plays Zoe. Um, I just want I want to talk about Heroes for I want to briefly expand on Heroes. Um, what was, what was the plot of that show? Let's, let's just go ahead and click on it because I want to know. It didn't seem like I had much of a plot. Common people discover that they have superpowers. Ah, so it's one of those, it's kind of like a Jason Bourne kind of thing. Like, their lives intertwine as a devastating event must be prevented. Okay. Okay, it doesn't say what the event is, so they're teasing the audience. Um, okay. Okay, oh, 09. She plays Sarah in Serious Moonlight. Oh nine. She's in the TV show. The voice of Mandy in the Cleveland Show. Never never really watched the Cleveland show much. Uh never watched American Dad or Futurama. Uh never really a big I mean, like I said, I watched all of South Park, but now I'm like, that show's kind of weird. It's kind of gross, it's kind of gross. It's a gross out show. <laughs> I definitely like Family Guy more than South Park. And I definitely like The Simpsons the most. That's my favorite cartoon for sure. But the only three I ever really watched are, I think, are The Simpsons, Family Guy, and South Park. Oh uh, i I've seen this one, Couples Retreat. Uh, she plays Cynthia. This is another Hawaii movie. So Kristen Bell was on the Hawaii kick here for a little bit. Um, hmm. I wonder if that was something that... She told her agent she wanted to do maybe, or maybe she just bought, bought a condo in Hawaii at the time or something. 09, Astro Boy. She is the voice of Korra. Another video game here in 09. Astro Boy, the video game. She's the voice of Cora. Uh, Video game 09, Assassin's Creed 2, Lucy Stillman. Wow, she she got some video... Wow. I wonder how good... I wonder how good they get, how good the money is for the video games. Man, think about it. Those probably, those video games probably make a ton of money. Because they're like $50 each. So she probably, she's probably doing pretty well. Uh, 2010, When in Rome, Beth. I'm going to click on this one because I remember this movie coming out. And I remember not knowing what it was or not caring either really. But PG-13. 91 minutes, a good length for a movie. I like 90 minutes as a movie length. Comedy, romance, a rom-com. Beth is a young, ambitious New Yorker who is completely unlikely, unlucky in love. However, on a whirlwind trip in Rome, she impulsively steals some coins from a, was this, reputed fountain of love and is then aggressively pursued by a band of suitors. Okay, so... Wow, I think fountain, I think it's always sunny. Um, there's just this one episode where I think they're filming. I think D is filming like a news segment or something in front of a fountain. And then maybe someone falls in the fountain or something. Oh, wow. That's, this is funny. Wow. What a what a serendipitous, serendipitous turn of events. Guess who's in what, when in Rome? Yeah, you got it. Danny DeVito. mm. Okay, he's in the It's Always Sunny, too. Uh, Josh Duhamel is the other star of the movie, alongside When in, alongside when in Rome, alongside uh, Kristen. Um, another Astro Boy thing here. Astro Boy versus The Junkyard Pirates. Voice of Cora. It's a video short from 2010. Okay, uh, 2010. This is the unofficial sequel to Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Because she plays Sarah Marshall and get him to the Greek. This was a funny movie. This was a good premise for a movie. It's rated R, 109 minutes, adventure, comedy, music. Wow, I did not know music was a genre. A th- musical was a drama, but music. A record company intern is hired to accompany out of control British rock star Aldis Snow. Aldis Snow is Russell Band Russell Brand. i'll do my michael kane i'm i'm michael kane and i excuse me for this message my name is michael kane um is that good is that bad does it make you hate batman what do you think (laughs) let let me hit me on twitter okay excuse me here we go uh alice snow to a concert at la's greek theater i wonder where greek theater is and Russell Brand stars, and Rose Byrne is in it too. Rose Byrne from the old Bridesmaids. Uh, we talked about her. Talked about her dolphin suit and spy. uh Big fan of Rose Byrne. Okay, so after Get Him to the Greek, a video short from 2010. um Oh, yeah, and the other star of Get Him to the Greek. I don't know why he wasn't listed in, in near the top. Jonah Hill. All right, so uh, video short twenty ten, lost masterpieces of pornography. Uh, she plays June Crenshaw. Mm, oh, this was a great TV show. She plays Uda Bengt, B E N G T, in uh, for two episodes in a TV show from two thousand nine two thousand ten, Party Down. Thirty minute episodes. Uh, this was a Showtime show, and it's a comedy. A group of actors from uh, they no <laughs> a group of actors moved to LA to make it big but end up working as caterers. So if you have ever worked in the uh catering business, I think I think my friend Dylan, my old roommate, uh Dylan Hanley, I think actually works as a caterer or did recently. I think that's what my mom told me at least. Um his mom was a hairdresser, I believe. 2010 or actually no that was just another mom from the highlands the highlands is the name of a neighborhood across the street from my junior high uh pretty near my house and the highlands was where brian McPhee lived and dylan lived there and then a few other people from our school so it's a big neighborhood and wow speaking of brian McPhee, what a transition we used to play wiffle ball uh right outside his house and (laughs) We used uh, the back fence of, oh my goodness, this this brings me off into another story. This kid, this kid burned down his whole house. I can't remember, <laughs> I mean, it's sad, it's a bad thing. Nobody got hurt, I don't think, that's good. Um, no, nobody got hurt, but I can't remember how he did it either, but this kid just burned down, burned down a house, and I think it was the one that was behind the back fence that we use as the home run, the home run fence, and um, definitely remember when that happened, and <laughs> that was just crazy. But we would play wiffle ball, and I just have have memories of getting super mad, getting super pissed off, and angry <laughs> for some reason. Like we were just doing it for fun, but I would get I would get mad when I like struck out, or you ne- you should never strike out in wiffle ball, but. If I would, like, hit a grounder back to Brian or something. I, I think we played one-on-one sometimes. We also would shoot hoops in his driveway. And that's, that's why I remember the name Salim Stoudemire. Um, he went to Arizona. It must have been early 2000s. He was, like, a shooting guard for Arizona who would just jack up three-pointers, like kind of like a Marshall Henderson before his time. Uh, Marshall Henderson's the old miss basketball player who did the shark fin he did the uh shark fin thing at i think he did the florida what did he do oh yes he did the florida gator chomp at him that's what he did at the university of florida and he also did a shark fin on his head so that's what what was his nickname like the shark shark something shark week um but yes, we would, Salim Stodemeyer. we would pretend that we were Salim Stodemeyer and just shoot from like the grass, which was basically probably only 20 feet, but it was pretty much as far as you could shoot from in his driveway. Uh, but yeah, we'd play wiffle ball and and just shoot hoops and hang out. Um, all right, we also played wiffle ball at Maywood. We called it church ball, and that's because there's a church right next to Maywood, And there's just a big grassy field, and it's right next to the parking lot, basically. We would just, uh, Kevin McShane was there, and so his older brother would drive, drive his car, usually and park it in the parking lot, because Kevin used to live right next to Maywood. And I, my home, um, is, um, in between Maywood and Kane Park Junior High, so about halfway in between. Just to give you some, some geography, some, uh. Yeah. Um but yeah, we would play we played church ball and we would bring like fast food, bring some like McDonald's or something. And just that was a bunch of people too. Like all the baseball people would would do that and probably had like we probably had legit like nine on nine like we had bases and everything and that was that was fun. Like I don't know if you guys you guys played wiffle ball growing up. Wiffle ball was fun. We'd also played wiffle ball. At Mitch's house, Mitch lived, lived right down the street from me, in my neighborhood in Bothell, just a few houses down. Um, we would do fireworks there back in the day. His dad, uh, Hillard Badu, set up a bunch of mortars and fireworks in the in the street back there. Uh, but yeah, we played wall there. I think it was was actually after um, must have been a pride uh, our baseball team growing up. I was on a traveling baseball team run by the Vidos and it's called Pride Baseball. And we would always travel. We'd go everywhere, like Walla Walla, Yakima, Tri Cities, uh Spokane, Vancouver. Um, we probably went out of state. yeah, we went everywhere. Um, just playing these baseball tournaments. Uh when I was I was probably on that from like fourth through sixth grade or something. But um, that's when I went to, we went to Arizona, went all the way to Phoenix, and I got heat rash, like, like above my lip or something, So I guess I just wasn't used to the crazy climate, because, um, yeah, it's mild, it's mild weather up here in the Northwest, um, if you guys didn't know. So, yeah, I got, like, heat rash, and I just remember we were in, like, some, like, rodeo bar, like, restaurant, it's just, like, something, I think it was a ranch house, actually, like the kind of place that they have burgers with big onions on them and big onion rings on their burgers and that kind of stuff. Barbecue sauce on the burgers and, and big milkshakes probably. And They had actually a mechanical bowl in the middle of the place. I do remember that. And I remember thinking that that's pretty awesome. And I think some some middle-aged lady was writing it. And <laughs> I think I should have saluted her if I didn't. Um, so I'm saluting her right now, though by saying this um yeah and i was just i I had my heat rash and (laughs) i just had my head just on the table just resting like in my arms basically just waiting just waiting to die basically just (laughs) just just being tortured basically oh man it was horrible it was horrible horrible terrible um another wiffball thing is we played it in a field by eric wallaback's house eric wallaback played on my fifth grade football team um he was from Skyview, the other junior high so they actually divided the football teams by junior high after a little bit but fifth grade was before the division um i think sixth grade was the first year of separate yeah i think we were canyon park in sixth grade in sixth grade we went undefeated in the whole year and then won the championship so we were 11-0 so yeah we were pretty good um but fifth grade Eric Wallabeck was on my team, and he was one of the other outside linebackers and he was a year older than me, so he's kind of like a mentor of sorts because he played the same position year older um we I went to his house hung out with him a few times he was a huge fan of a c d c um that must have been around the same time that was actually before i saw yeah that was definitely before I saw a c d c in concert. I talked about that. Maybe last episode, a couple episodes ago. Uh check that out. Um <laughs> go listen to that ACDC. Cause um TNT Oi. 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 TNT Oi. 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 Oi oi oi. Aussie Aussie Aussie. I don't know man. I love that's a what's the oi mean? What does Oi mean? It's just a great exclamation point but um yeah i remember he had like a we we pulled the album the you know how you can pull the little book out of the album of a cd you guys remember cds and it folded out into this huge poster and it was probably some crazy acdc poster like a a guy riding like a unicorn or something (laughs) that's like jumping through a ring of fire but yeah that's when i was introduced to acdc and also we played wiffle ball in a field, uh probably near his house, kinda near Skyview, and one of his friends was just out there in center field just and he just kept saying hit it here cafe. Hit it here cafe and the hit it here cafe is a place in Safeco Field. And it's it's in um right field. So yeah, it, there's a giant bullseye for for the hitter, particularly if for uh, left-handed hitters, so they just pull it right down the line, nail the bullseye, and I don't know what they win. Like I don't know if they get like a gift card or something to Hit Here Cafe or what do you get? Oh yes, so yeah, that so that was all the um, wiffle ball talk I wanted to say. Uh, something else I wanted to say was just something that's been plaguing me. I need to get a haircut. Completely random. <laughs> I need to get a haircut. I haven't got one since what November 10th when I had a coupon for uh, great clips back in November 10th but the funny thing about this is so yeah November 10th all the way to February 27th so it's been three and a half months but I I live my apartment is right next to I can see from my apartment uh, the man shop which is a haircut place here in Pullman so yeah I'm I don't know if it's because I want to go to great clips Uh, great clips is kind of over by Walmart but it's been so snowy that it's, the roads haven't been very good for me to drive on. So I just, I don't know. I don't know if they did the best job last time I went to the man shop, but hmm, maybe I'll have to go there one of these days soon. But that's just something I wanted to, it's just been kicking around my head. I wanted to see what you guys think about that. Um, Here's something fun. So my grandpa, I said this before, uh, he's from Michigan, he's from somewhere in the middle of the state. I think he's from Gaylord, Michigan, actually, but yeah, he went on a road trip back there to Gaylord this past summer, and I thought that was pretty impressive that he's, what, 82? Um, Yeah, he's 82, and he just drove there by himself, so I was like, more power to you, man. Keep doing it. (laughs) I hope I'm like that when I'm 82. Like, I hope I'm just kicking it and just going on cross-country road trips and living life to the fullest for sure i mean that's pretty cool that's like that's inspirational for sure um let's see we got we already did the marriage update oh yes here's something i wanted to to say so a new segment to the show what would my food network show be um so not every week i do i say what would my food network show be but i say what would my different channel la we did what travel channel we did what was the other one uh mtv um now we're doing food network and i'm gonna say mine would be grilled cheeses grilled peases and it's gonna be oh that's great it's gonna be all about grilled cheese and pizza and you can even you can even put, you can combine them if you want. You can put uh, grilled cheese on your pizza, or you can vice versa. It. Um, there we go. Grilled cheeses, grilled pieces. <laughs> I like the title. We did it. And another thing I wrote down here, uh, Guy Fieri. I don't know why, I just wrote down. He's pretty much, well, I mean, he goes hand-in-hand with the Food Network. Um, y'all know uh, the Frosted Tip, the Frosted Tip demon, uh, Guy Fieri. Um he's everywhere too i think he's i think his face is in every restaurant um that's i don't know i don't know how he does it i don't know what he brings to the table um i know that one guy man versus food does a lot he's at least he eats a lot like guy fieri out is he known for eating a lot or is he known for he's not known for cooking he's just known for eating but what makes his eating special um i don't know I think is it, I think it's frosted tips play a big role in it. <laughs> the let's do the NBA update. Every week we do an NBA update. So this one I wanted to say I, I wasn't gonna check any scores or anything. I still think it's crazy how how much the Lakers are struggling. I want uh, if you guys are listening to this and you're like <laughs> from ten years in the future. Well, back in February of 2019, LeBron on the Los Angeles Lakers struggling mildly. I don't know. They might not even make the playoffs. The Kings might make the playoffs instead of the Lakers. So that's pretty much all you need to know. Um, it's crazy to me. Uh, LeBron always makes the playoffs. Has he ever missed the playoffs? I don't think so. But yeah, I think the Warriors are going to win the championship. I think it's going to be Warriors, I'm going to say Warriors Sixers in the championship. And Golden State will take it in six games um okay so that's my prediction there and favorite players is what i wanted to chat about today with the nba update um oh yeah and then f- for the mvp we'll say um let's go kd kevin durant will be mvp of that series so my favorite nba players um first one that pops on the head is russell westbrook he is a ferocious point guard for the oklahoma city thunder Never played for the Sonics, but he was drafted by the Sonics. Um, Yeah, Kevin Durant. Speaking of Kevin Durant, he's also one of my favorite players, for sure. I like Kawhi Leonard a lot. Uh, Used to be a Spur, now he's a Raptor. Excuse me. And then, I don't know if any other really popped to mind. I would say Anthony Davis, but he can't stay healthy, so... And it's gonna be interesting to see where he lands too. He might be a Laker, actually. I think in my heart of hearts, I do see Anthony Davis becoming a Laker and joining LeBron to LeBron's gonna try to recreate the great the uh, the Great Three, <laughs> the big three from Miami, I think. Um, let's see. Oh yes, this is something I saw this morning that was kind of funny. So I just looked out the window of my apartment and saw, saw this. This middle-aged man who, I mean, I always see this guy like walking down his car and stuff. And today he walked down with a broom and he he used that to wipe all the snow off his car, off the windshield, off the windshield and windows. So if you guys have ever used that, um, a little life hack for you. If you have a ton of snow on your car, if it snows a ton like it did last night in Pullman, go ahead and grab a broom and head down to it. Head down to the parking lot. Um, I thought that was pretty creative. Um, let's see. Is there anything? Oh, yes. I wanted to give a thank you to Chad McPherson uh, for doing the cover art for the, this podcast. Uh, he also did the art for What's in the Fridge, my second book. Um, so, yeah. Thanks, Chad. Uh, let's see. We did. Oh, here's something I've been doing. So each each episode I've been saying um, I'm thinking about getting a pen name or stage name because Arneson's a tough name for people. Uh, it's hard for them to pronounce. It's hard to remember. It's hard to... to everything. It's hard to spell. Uh, especially because Fred Armerson got famous and then with SNL and Portlandia. So he kind of... Fred Armerson kind of ruined it for us, um, for the old Arneson family. But So I've been thinking, what's a good pen name? I've done a few. Uh, Chris Floyd's a good one. Chris Leaf. Chris Branch. Chris Note. Chris Post. They're all one-syllable ones because I like the symmetry of the one-syllable. So, one right now, um, Chris Mack was another. Chris Wood is a good one. Chris, <laughs> I'm just like looking around at stuff now. Um, no, I like Chris Wood. Um, I don't know if I've said that one before, but let's just do one more just in case. Let's do Chris, Chris Boss. Is Boss the last name? Chris Boss uh Chris Rose that's a person he was the host of Chris Rose was the host of the best best dang sports show period I'm not swearing so I'm not gonna say the real title best dang sports show period um yeah um I think that segment went okay (laughs) It's all right let's just leave it that that'd be maybe I could be the second Chris Rose Uh, Is there anything else here I really want to say? I'm just going to hop right back on over to the old IMDb and let's get back to the action. Okay. 2010. You again. She plays Marnie. M-A-R-N-I. I I, I haven't seen Marnie spelled like that. There's usually an E on the end. Is Marnie short for something that? I don't know. Uh, Another video game. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Lucy Stillman. Wow, she gets a lot of video game work. 2010, Burlesque. She plays Nikki. Um, so here's something we've been doing in the past few episodes. We've been occasionally reading this book, The Truth About Writing. So let's go ahead and there's a bunch of quotes in it. Um, over 370 quotes. So I'm going to read a couple right now. I love writing. I love the swirl and swing of the words as they tangle with human emotions. James Missioner. The thing all writers do best is find ways to avoid writing. Alan Dean Foster. <laughs> that's funny. The secret of getting ahead is getting started multiple so multiple people have said that. I was gonna say that last quote, the one about avoiding writing. What that's what I'm doing right now. No, I'm this is a separate thing. This is <laughs> making a podcast is just I think it's just a, a better way to to compliment like being writers doesn't have they don't have anything to do with each other. That's just my humble opinion. If you wait for inspiration to write, you're not a writer. You're a waiter, Dan Pointer. And you could work at Red Robin. Ideas are like rabbits. You get a couple and learn how to handle them, and pretty soon you have a dozen. John Steinbeck was John Steinbeck the one who wrote. He he was the writer of of Mice and Men, right? So he he loves rabbits because um lenny with a rabbit remember i think we definitely watched that movie in um what was that sophomore year of high school we watched of mice and men i can't remember who starred in it but there's a spoiler alert for those of you who haven't read it or seen it uh the big guy lenny he kills a rabbit he kind of wrings his neck so john steinbeck he um either really likes rabbits or really hates them <laughs> he can't make up his mind uh <laughs> i don't know Does it, what do you think oh yes and speaking of rabbits i just heard this interesting thing i think this was on joe rogan he said that if all you ate was rabbits that you would starve to death because there's some kind of like lean meat or something that it's kind of like what's that thing that is it celery that burns more calories than it gives you when you eat it um i think that's it there's no artifice as good as desirable and and i butchered that there's no artifice as good and desirable as simplicity saint francis de sales we write by light of every story we have ever read richard peck i try to create sympathy for my characters then turn the monsters loose i think I, i actually did read that one by stephen king there are thousands of thoughts lying within a man that he does not know until he takes up the pen and writes William make peace Thackeray his million his middle name is make peace was that a real thing oh wow um I don't know all right here's a little short story then we'll we'll leave this alone so three cents a word early in his career early wait this is what it says, early in his career, and then this guy's name is E-R-L-E. His name is Early. So I, as a writer, this is this kind of annoys me. This kind of bugs me. Why would you start this paragraph with the word early? They obviously didn't read this out loud because this sounds weird. Early in his career, early Stan Gardner was paid by the word to write for pulp magazines. The longer the story, the more he was paid. When Gardner's editor asked him why his heroes were such lousy shots, always killing the villains within the very last bullet in the gun, Gardner replied, At three cents a word, every time I say bang in the story, I get three cents. If you think I'm going to finish the gun battle while my hero has got 15 cents worth of un- unexploded ammunition in his gun, you're nuts. That's funny. That's, a uh, wow, three cents per word. So I, th- I think that's kind of interesting, the idea of getting paid per word. Like... Because I've always been a particularly wordy writer. Kind of like a chase. Chase was kind of laid the path down for me to be a, to find out how to be a wordy writer. Just the more words, the better. I've always thought. So three cents a word. If you get paid by word, I could I could do that. <laughs> that sounds like my speed. All right. Let's get back to the. Um, wow, this is funny. 2011 video short. She plays herself. Excuse me. Um, I think I need to get some wawa. I need to get some water from my Red Robin's bar Um, one second, please. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Okay, sorry for that. Um, so yeah, she's actually in a video short from 2011 called Neutrogena, really clean. So yeah, I definitely remember Kristen Bell being in a ton of those Neutrogena. It's the uh, like face lotion. Or moisturizer, whatever. Wow, but it's in our IMDb credits, though? That seems kind of cheap. uh 2011. I've talked about it as being one of my favorite franchises. Scream 4. She plays Chloe. Wow, Scream 4. I'm going to click on Scream 4 because I wonder what the plot was. Like, I wonder how they changed it from the first three movies. Here we go. It's rated R. It's 111 minutes, a long one. It's a horror mystery. Ten years have passed, and Sydney Prescott, who has put herself back together thanks, in part, to her writing, is visited by the Ghostface Killer. So, wait. Oh, wow. I just realized. Was So, did the rapper? Because there is a rapper named Ghostface Killer. So, did he get his name from Scream? Or did Scream get that saying from him? Which one came first? It's a... Uh, it's a chicken and egg kinda of situation here. Um I don't it's a chicken <laughs> chicken cross the road. The chicken cross the road and laid an egg. Uh combine the two. TV show. <laughs> I don't know what I'm I'm losing that no. Um, uh TV show twenty eleven. <laughs> uh Glenn Martin, DDS. She plays Haley for one episode. What does DDS stand for? Uh that sounds like a doctor thing. I'm not going to look it up. though. 2011 TV series Robot Chicken. Hermione Granger and Sarah Lee for one episode. Hermione. That reminds me of uh, what was it called? Potter Puppet Pals. It's this crazy little thing based on Harry Potter. I think it was like Finger Puppets or something, but it was on YouTube, I believe, and it's the funniest that that was my sense of humor in sixth grade or whenever whenever i saw that if you want to see what that was like check out uh potter puppet pals it's hilarious um it's uh, all i remember from it is the voices were really loud and they kept like chanting like ronald weasley ronald weasley and they just kept saying ron ron's name ron was always one of the fa- favorite uh side characters from He's actually one of the main characters of Harry Potter. What am I saying? Sorry for disrespecting you, Ron. Uh, yeah, so never watched Robot Chicken. Uh, cartoon, right? Uh, Lovin' Lakin. Lovin' Lakin. It's a TV miniseries from 2012. She plays herself for one episode. Uh, TV show 2012. Um, uh, House of Lies, Fridays at Gallweather. What's weather She plays Jeannie Vanderhooven. Wow, Jeannie Vanderhooven is a powerful name. That's like that's like a that sounds like a princess. Jeannie Vanderhoeven. um I don't not a princess really, but <laughs> I don't know. It's like a tour guide. Like I <laughs> feel I could see like a tour guide being named Jeannie Vanderhooven for some reason. All right, here we go. Maybe like a museum. It makes me think of a character in National Treasure, maybe. So something I want to do, <laughs> let's venture away from Kristen Bell for a second, venture away from all that. Jeannie Vanderhoeven, um, I wanted to tell you guys uh, about some states, some U.S. states. I mentioned it earlier in a different podcast that I have been to more than half of the states. And my dad's been all 50, so I'm, I'm kind of chasing that. Like, you know how LeBron's chasing the ghost in Chicago? I'm chasing the ghost in all 50 states. Uh, <laughs> so here we go. I'm going to go through each one and say which ones I've been to. Here we go. Starting with Alabama. Have not been to Alabama. And I guess I'll have to count here, too. I've been to, have not been to Alaska. I've been to Arizona. There's one. have not been to Arkansas. I went to California, um, I'll say what when I went there too, so Arizona was during the baseball trip I just talked about a few minutes ago, and also the, um, I went to, I drove down when I went to Dodger Stadium, we drove from, talked about that last episode maybe, uh, drove down Dodger Stadium with my dad, and then we drove over to Phoenix to meet my mom and sister for her volleyball tournament there, so that was another, um, I think those may be the only two times I've been to Arizona. So, Arizona, that's one. Arkansas, I've not been to. California, been to it um, many times, I guess. Um such so two. Colorado, yes, been to it. I've uh, been to Denver. Let's see, we've flown in, in Denver and drove to Rapid City before. That's when we went to Mount Rushmore um, yeah, and visited my grandma there, too. And then, I think I... See, my uncle My uncle Rick lives in Denver area. I've talked about him. My mom's brother. So I've definitely visited him there. Oh, yes, we also have visited uh, my dad's friend, Mickey. He's in the Fort Collins, which is north of Denver. Yes, yes, we, we were there too, so lots of times. Connecticut, uh, we, we got close on the East Coast baseball trip, but no dice. Uh, Delaware, yes, been to the highest point. Florida. Uh, yes, when I was like six, like I said, we went to Tampa, we went to Disney World in a Tampa, Tampa Bay's Rays game back when they were the Devil Rays, uh, Georgia, no, I've not been to, Hawaii, yes, um, I went there and we went there in what was it, midwinter break of 07, no, yeah, midwinter break 07, so we used to get a week off in the middle of February, for some reason and then april of 08 spring break '08, and i just remember throwing the biggest i'm not even gonna count these because it was too hard to count while talking um i threw like a huge man you guys are gonna think i'm such a big tamp temper tantrum thrower but it was true i mean always but uh i threw a huge tantrum and i remember like storming out of our like condo and like walking on the beach and being all, like, all, like, steamy. <laughs> For some reason, I was, like, in eighth grade. I don't know why I was I – like, I don't know what set me off. And I also remember watching the uh, Derrick Rose play at Memphis. And that was the championship game against Kansas, against the University of Kansas. Um, then Mario Chalmers hit the – he hit that buzzer beater three. So that was April 08. That was our second trip there. Uh Idaho, yes, many times, driven through that a million times, uh, only sitting about six miles from it right now, and uh, yeah, whenever we go from Bothell to Montana, you go through Idaho, Illinois, yes, on the Midwest baseball trip, Indiana, uh, new, close though, Iowa, yes, we drove through it um, after going to Kansas City, we drove through our way back to South Dakota, Kansas, I think we were supposed to go to the Field of Dreams, too, but we ended up not going for some reason. Um, Kansas got close, but no, we were right in Kansas City, which is, there's a Kansas City, Missouri, and Kansas City, Kansas. So. And I think they're two separate cities, actually, which is bizarre. Kentucky, no, I have not been to Kentucky, haven't been to the Bluegrass State um i'd like to go to the university of kentucky football or not football uh basketball game though go sit with like drake or something go watch john calipari and five freshmen uh louisiana no haven't been to louisiana maine no haven't been to maine but maine's part of the setting in sponge cake a mostly made up story about completely insane town amazon kindle barnes noble check it out my first book Uh, Maryland, yes, went there on the East Coast baseball trip, went to the Orioles game. Massachusetts, no, but Family Park's the number one stadium on my baseball uh, stadium list to go to. Michigan, uh, no, but it's the Michigan episode though, so shout. Minnesota, yes, went to the Twins game there on the Midwest baseball trip. Um, Mississippi, no. Missouri, yes, Midwest Bayport trip. Montana, yes, many times visiting family. Nebraska, no, but very close on the drive home uh, from Kansas City to South Dakota. Nevada, yes, went to Vegas uh, to see, uh, we saw Seinfeld and stayed at Aunt Billy and Alan's condo there in Vegas. I think their condo was like 10 minutes off the strip. We saw Seinfeld at Caesars Palace. Uh, that was very cool that's the first uh stamp show I ever saw back in January of two thousand nine and then I also went to Nevada and sometime around there um drove there a super fun road trip. We actually stopped I think we stopped at sun River I mentioned sun River um in near Bend, Oregon right in the middle of Oregon. But, yeah, we drove from home in Bothell to to Reno, Nevada. Was it the biggest low city in the world? Or the greatest low city in the world or something? But I went there with my mom and sister. And that was for my sister's volleyball. And we went to Lake Tahoe, which was super cool. I remember playing playing beach volleyball at Lake Tahoe and swimming there. And, oh, man, I definitely want to go back to Lake Tahoe. That's somewhere I want to maybe get a cabin on lake tahoe because as i mentioned the three places that i'm interested in living the three different kinds of environments uh or a cabin on a lake um cottage in the forest cottage in the woods like a ruby holler kind of setting i talked about ruby holler last episode the sharon creech book about a magical cottage in the woods uh that definitely like inspired me as a just as a up-and-coming budding writer, <laughs> I mean, I guess I read it when I was like nine years old, but that book definitely made an imprint on my creative thoughts and just my ideas. But so yeah, I've always loved the image of a cottage in the woods, and we got the cabin on the lake. I also love the movie Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods, my favorite horror movie. <laughs> but um the third one is a high-rise in a city. Excuse me. So um. Maybe like New York City or Chicago or uh I don't know, maybe an international city what's a international city with a good skyline like are there a bunch of high rises in Paris or Rome? Rome doesn't seem Rome and Paris both seem like cities that don't have high rises, but London seems like one that does have high rises. That's just why I think, not knowing much, but not having been to any of them, but you I could easily look at the picture though. New Hampshire, New Hampshire, chowder, (laughs) Uh, it's chowder, chowder, I have not been to New Hampshire, New Jersey, yes, Jersey Shore, love it, drove through New Jersey on the East Coast baseball trip, on the Jersey Turnpike, Um, went to White Castle, New Mexico, no, I would like to go, that's another state I want to go to. I definitely, I like the uh, Pueblo, that's what you call it, Pueblo Revival, Um, kind of, that kind of uh, adobe kind of architecture, I really have always liked that, the roofs have always seemed, there's something about it I like, excuse me, I don't know, I like how the the streets seem like, it seems like there'd be a lot of like farmers markets there and like cool like antique shops, like lots of knickknacks for sure. And as you know, I'm a fan of Knickknacks. I've listed all my favorite knick-knacks in a previous episode of "Stars Born." Um, yeah, here we go. New York, yes. East Coast baseball trip. North Carolina? No, but I wanted to go there during the Virginia wedding uh, in Richmond, Virginia from August of 2014. Yeah, I wanted to go to North Carolina. It was only about maybe 100 miles from us. But we we end up going to Monticello, um Thomas Jefferson's old home in Charlottesville, which is where we didn't even get a chance to see the university the University of Virginia really. But it was pretty cool seeing the like Thomas Jefferson's like giant palace place, I guess. I don't know. Uh yeah. uh North Dakota. Um have I been to North Dakota? No weirdly have not been to north oh yes i what am i talking about what am i talking about went to north dakota um drove there from on the minnesota family reunion when we we're going from pullman to uh, minnesota drove right through north dakota stayed in bismarck uh went to the fargo target um yeah a uh, pretty boring state to drive across just a lot of freeway, Ohio, Ohio, I've not been there, always want, always liked the idea of Ohio though, like there's some sort of, some sort of mysticism around, around some sort of legendary, some lore around the words Ohio for some reason, uh, I don't know why, maybe it's like Ted Mosby, <laughs> I do like Liberal Arts, which was a movie starring, uh, Josh Radner, who plays a Ted Mosby and How he Met Your Mother, but yeah, it's it's based on a or it's about a small liberal arts college in Ohio, and I always just like the idea of of like maybe being a professor at one of those small liberal arts colleges in, in the middle of Ohio, just in the middle of nowhere. Like it's kind of it seems kind of cool that in the middle of nowhere. There's just a bunch of farms like surrounding surrounding the whole area, and then there's just like a little. Like a liberal arts college there, like a tiny one, like a couple thousand students maybe, and just like very nice, like a nice campus, with cool brick buildings, a nice clock tower. I just like that. Like quads, they got they got quads that you can play frisbee in and stuff. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I always always like the idea of that for some reason. Uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, have not been there um i actually got some family that lives in oklahoma oklahoma city uh they were at the minnesota family reunion becky and andy cousin becky um let's see oregon of course been there many times portland and the like driving through oregon going to bend and sun river and yeah, been all over that state went to seaside talked about that oh that reminds me oregon so, when the year was 2002, this was summer of '02, and our family rented an RV, and we drove all around Oregon, and I remember drawing in those, oh, it was like this felt book, of like neon, I don't know how to describe it, but it's just a dark felt book that you draw in with neon markers, basically, Maybe maybe you guys remember those, and then definitely remember scootering a lot, and... We were on the sand dunes, which was really cool because people were driving. Were those little sand like dune buggies? Oh, I'd I'd love to love to be the owner of a dune buggy. Um, but yeah, we went on. We went everywhere. We we went to Coos Bay. We went all around the state and camps and the in the RV. And I love RVs. Like I like I could sleep. I could sleep in the RV. I could sleep while we're driving. I don't know what it is I like so much about RVs, but I think it's because I like traveling so much. Um, I just like the idea of being on the road, going new places and it's like knowing where you're gonna sleep, like you're sleeping where you're driving. It's very Oh, speaking of sleeping while you're where you're driving, this past October I was back home in Bothell, mowing lawns, working on Red Robin. And I decided to come over to Pullman to to go to college game day. Um, College game day came from ESPN, the big uh, weekly show. They go to a different college each week, a different big game. And we were playing Oregon that week. And, wow, I, I ended up sleeping in my car that night, that Friday night. I drove over there Friday after lawns. And, yeah, slept in my car that night. It was freezing. I had a jacket like a north face jacket and a scarf around my neck and i just like wrapped the scarf all the way around my face basically and i had one little blanket that was pretty thin not not like a bulky blanket that you would want not a comforter um and yeah i laid there and i listened to i woke up at like 4am and i listened to kill tony that morning <laughs> the uh, the podcast i've talked about kill tony hinchless podcast kill tony And I listened to that for a while, and then I just walked up to campus at about... Well, actually, scratch that. I drove over to Safeway at about maybe like 5.30 a.m. or something. And got a big old burrito and came back and ate that burrito. And then walked up to campus and checked out the whole game day thing. And it was just very cool seeing all those, like, giant kook flags because... The Cougar flag, the Washington State Cougar flag is like a famous thing. Because everywhere, each game day, each week, no matter where it is, there's always a person there who has the Wazoo Cougar flag. So I don't. it's been a tradition. It's like a thing. They actually did a... I think they actually did a segment about it on that game day episode. So you can probably check that out somewhere if you want. Um, but yeah, it was such a cool... It was so cool seeing seeing this town like pretty much turned inside out and seeing the university like get a spotlight shined on it um it was pretty weird because Pullman's a small farm town not much going on here other than the university this this would not be a big town if it weren't for for Wazoo um I don't know I got so far off track there I think I'm just gonna go ahead and start reading oh yes here we go I was gonna, I was gonna start reading Kristen Bell again, um, but yeah, yeah, the the RV trip was awesome. I could, I could live in an RV almost. Like I, that's almost how much I love the idea of, of RVs. Like, I mean, no, I would definitely want to live in a house, but <laughs> that's the goal. But RVs like not a big step down from a house. Honestly. I'm gonna go ahead and take a bite of my my one dollar pizza it's got sriracha on it though so it'll make it good it took a little bite mm. there was a isn't there a Robin Williams movie named RV is it a good movie <laughs> um, yeah uh, and I like the idea of being able to eat dinner while you're driving like a proper like family dinner like at a table and something something about them and I just associate like Gatorade for some reason with RVs or maybe Powerade one of those maybe both both Gatorade and Powerade because we would I don't know we would always have it <laughs> whenever we're in the RV we'd have her Gatorade for some reason there's a big bottle of it uh, is there something there mm, I don't know mm. <laughs> it's true though It's true. (laughs) So here we go. Let's just, let's just move on from that. Pennsylvania. Of course, um, the East Coast baseball trip. I would like to go to Pittsburgh though. Pittsburgh seems like a really cool town. I've heard Dave Damaschek talk about it a bunch on Days of Thunder. Um, yeah, they got a good, what's that famous sandwich place in Pittsburgh? I'll try to think of the title of it, but it's not hopping. It starts with a P I think uh here we go everything in pennsylvania is all p uh rhode island no but that's where the other co host of dave's of thunder dave feeney's from rhode island south carolina no south dakota yes uh midwest baseball trip and visiting grandma in rapid city tennessee no but tennessee was actually the state that i did my report on back in probably fifth grade we did a we should report on a different state. Mine was Tennessee. I think my brother's was Virginia, I believe. Don't know my sister's. Um, maybe my sister was Virginia. I don't know. Texas, yes. Went there for the wedding. Uh, talked about that. Um, yeah, I would like to go to Austin, like I've said. I would maybe live in Austin, but maybe a little hot for me, but they definitely have cool culture there in Austin, uh, Utah, yes, the Salt Lake City, um, basketball trip I talked about, and, uh, yeah, uh, Vermont, no, I've not been to Vermont, Vermont doesn't have a lot of press, like, not a lot of media around Vermont, other than snowboarding, like, one of my co-workers for lawns was a professional snowboarder from Vermont. So that's what I think of there. And maple syrup too, right? Right? Uh, Virginia, yes. The capital is Richmond, um, where the wedding was. And also, we were there for the East Coast baseball trip. Uh, Washington, yeah. West Virginia, yes. During the East Coast baseball trip, we went to Charlestown and the horse races, like I talked about in the Melissa McCarthy episode, Uh, Wisconsin, 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 Um, yes, during the Midwest baseball tournament, Wisconsin seems like a pretty cool place, but, super cold though, but, I mean, I like, definitely like cheese, I like beer, I like bratwurst, I like football, I don't like the Packers, and I don't like snow, and cold weather, so I don't know, if, if I could live there, I don't know, uh, all right, and the last one, Wyoming, yes, drove through Wyoming on the way from uh, from Colorado, from Denver to Rapid City, Rapid City, uh, South Dakota. All right, let's get back. That was, that was a good little sidetrack there, but let's get back to the action here. Let's get back to the me of the show. Um, <clears throat> so Kristen Bell. House of Lies, Friday at Galway. Yeah, but I did that, yeah, because that was Jeannie Vanderhoeven. <laughs> Jeannie, good old Jeannie Vanderhoeven, uh, professional bowler from Memphis. Um, 2012, safety not guaranteed? What? Belinda. This was from the uh, Aubrey Plaza episode. I did not, I saw this movie and did not even remember. This is the movie with time travel and I did not remember Kristen Bell being in it maybe she only has a small part but also um, Jake Johnson who plays Nick in what is it, New Girl New Girl, great show uh, Zoe Deschanel she's a good songwriter she kind of she kind of reminds me of Garfunkel Notes Big Miracle from 2012 Jill Gerard excuse me Um, wow. The uh, cover of this movie looks kind of interesting, so... PG, it's 107 Minutes. It's a biography, drama, family. Here we go. In small-town Alaska, a news reporter recruits his ex-girlfriend, a Greenpeace volunteer, on a campaign to save a family of grey whales trapped by rapidly forming ice in the Arctic Circle. So it's kind of like a, um... Global warming, like Al. I wonder if Al Gore directed it. Uh, wow, <laughs> okay. Um, small town Alaska that's that's a good setting for a movie for sure. Like, there's a lot of different directions you can go with a small town Alaska movie. You can go like the serial killer route, you can go like the bear route, you can go, you can go what, uh, kayaking. Oh man, did I mention? I think I did mention this, actually, that, so, speaking of Denver, speaking of Colorado, my dad's friend, Paul, lives in Colorado, lives in Denver, I think he's a teacher, but he's a big outdoorsman, and he came up, I must have still been in high school, he came up and they actually stayed the night with us, him and, I think it was like his nephew and his nephew's friend or something. And they stayed the night with us on their way to Alaska. They were going to Kodiak, Kodiak Island, Alaska, which I think is a place that has a ton of bears, if I'm not mistaken. Which is super. So they're brave people, <laughs> and they were they were kayaking around there. And I'm not. I think I'm probably wouldn't even go on that kind of trip. Like I'm. I'm that kind of. I'm that wary of bears. I oh, don't know. I'm kind of scared of them. You guys more scared of land animals or sea animals because like i said my roommate's from hawaii and he was just telling me about like swimming in the ocean and not being afraid of sharks and i thought that was like a really interesting conversation like he was saying that you just have to swim and just pretend like you belong there basically that's what he said you just have the have the body language confidence of someone who belongs in the water And he sounds, he sounded pretty confident when he was saying it, but I was like, I still don't know if I would just swim out in the middle of the ocean when it's night at, at nighttime. Like I'm not, I'm not as strong of a swimmer as like some of the native Hawaiian people probably like you grow up around that, then that's your whole life. That's how you, that's everything you know is the water, the the sand in the water, the beach. So it's probably different for them. I think, yeah, because like I grew up, we didn't grow up around a beach necessarily, except although there are those parks, like I said, Denny Park in Lake Washington down there in Kirkland, um, but that's not the same. A lake, swimming in the lakes, obviously, everyone knows who swam in natural bodies of water. Swimming in a lake is definitely not the same as swimming in the ocean. And we don't really swim up the ocean up in Seattle, it's just not really a thing because it's just too cold. One thing I do remember I thought was kind of funny. I had this image just imprinted in my mind was a truck driving on the beach in Washington. And I had that image in my head because apparently it's actually legal. It's okay for people to drive on the beach in Washington. And I thought wow that's a I wonder if we're the only state who does that. Like how Oregon is Oregon and New Jersey who can't pump their gas. You have to have a gas attendant do it for you that's kind of the version of well, if we're the only state who allows people to drive on the beach like california obviously can't do that but maybe maine no the beach they're too rocky the beaches are too rocky in maine uh maybe oregon though oregon's not they don't swim in the ocean much in oregon i don't think anywho we got way off track there um flatland two, sphere land a video from 2012. She plays Hex. Oh, this I've mentioned this actually. Uh, it's the Bachelor spinoff, not spinoff, but parody. Bachelor parody. Sat- satire. Good old satire. Uh, Burning Love um, TV show from 2012. She plays Mandy for five episodes. So 2012. Hit and run with her husband, uh, Dax Shepard. There, Annie Bean oh my gosh so this makes me think i was working at amc woodenville and this is a confession this this is secret time but i backed into this car who i think was parked like terribly though i think they were parked in like two parking spots and maybe like a couple feet like out like in the middle of the road basically yeah so i backed right into them Uh, I don't think it even left a scratch, though, and (laughs) I was so, like, flustered and probably just, like, didn't have any money, and (laughs) I mean, I'm obviously not defending, it sounds like I'm defending it, but I'm not, I did the wrong thing, I should have left a note, but knowing myself, I got out, I remember getting out and looking at the car, and it must have been so, like, minuscule, and, like, I must have not even been able to... To tell that I hit it. So that's how I'm going to excuse that in my head. Um, Here we go. 2012, Stuck in Love. Uh, She plays Trisha. Also, it's kind of funny because they probably have uh, video cameras in the parking lot over there in AMC Woodinville. So if someone complained, I I must have figured that it would have gone back to me if someone... (laughs) That's terrible. I should have left a note i was i was a jerk back then <laughs> that that was not a good that was not my highest moment right there that was probably my lowest maybe that was my low point um twenty twelve stuck in love yep just said it oh she's in gossip girl twenty seven to twenty twelve gossip girl we just mentioned it in um one hundred twenty seven episodes oh she's the star of this show what am i Am I mixed up? Oh, no. She's not this. Blake Lively is the star of Gossip Girl, right? I see. I haven't seen it. So I don't even. What's the one? What was the one that? Oh, that was Gilmore Girls. Wow. That was another G show that um, Melissa McCarthy was in Gilmore Girls. And this one's Gossip Girls. There's some sort of a session with GG and that GG means good game in the gaming community. I've heard my roommate say that. Um, in 2012, and I will, I don't want to sound like I'm putting down video games or my roommate, like, I'll play, I'll play a few games of Super Smash Bros., I mean, that's the only one he, he has that I really would play, I would also play FIFA, if he had FIFA, but he doesn't, or maybe, like, I'd play, like, NBA 2K or Madden, but he doesn't have any, any sports games, not a sports fan, other than, uh, MMA, UFC, and we've been watching some ufc it's been on espn and i never watched ufc really at all really and it's um it's something it's a spectacle it's, it's pretty intense if you're, you gotta, you you got to prepare yourself i'd say um i just wouldn't go in there wouldn't go in there with a without some expectations you know you got to be ready to see some people get bludgeoned see some blood see some people get their noses smashed and Take elbows. It's the most brutal when they get elbowed in the face. Or when you get... If you've ever seen someone get kicked in the face, that's pretty bad too. (laughs) Alright. Yeah, yeah, that's a lesson from there. Don't do UFC if you like your face. 2012. TV show? Unsupervised. Uh, 13 episodes. She plays Megan. It's a cartoon. 2013? I heard this movie was absolutely awful. Movie 43, she plays fake Supergirl in the segment Superhero Speed Dating. That sounds like a fun segment, though. Let's see what Movie 43 is about. It's rated R. It's 94 minutes. It's a comedy. A series of interconnected short films follows a washed-up producer as he pitches insane storylines featuring some of the biggest stars in Hollywood. Oh, so it's like one of those movies that breaks the fourth wall. I see. So it's a movie about making the movie is what they're saying. Dennis Quaid, Greg Kinnear, Common, the rapper, uh, Charlie Sachs something, Will Sasso, uh, Odessa Ray, Seth MacFarlane, Hugh Jackman, Kate Winslet. Okay, see, there's some big names in there. I gotta see who that one guy is. Let's give, sh- we got we can't leave Charlie uh, Saxton hanging. There we go. He's also known for (laughs) the old show Hung on, um, what was that, an HBO show that was featuring uh, Thomas Jane? Yep, Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane, who, this is like some crazy six degrees of Kevin Bacon stuff we're doing right now. Thomas Jane, who would go on to play, um, wasn't he in like The Natural or, he was in some sort of baseball movie, I think. All right, let's just keep this moving. We got way off track there. Um, I'm I'm scrolling back and the lifeguard from 2013. Kristen Bell is Lay. The lifeguard that reminds me of Staten Island Summer, and uh, watching watching Staten Island Summer at a Starbucks near La Brea Tar Pits back in September 2015 down in L.A. 98 minute drama. Drama romance rated R. A former valedictorian quits her reporter job in New York and returns to the to the place she last felt ha- happy. <laughs> that was hard for me to say. The place she last felt happy. Her childhood home in Connecticut. She gets work as a lifeguard and starts a dangerous relationship with a troubled teenager. And it's Christmas Kristen Bell and then Mamie Oh Mamie Gummer. She looks very familiar. Oh, that's because she was in that one Ricky and the Flash movie with uh, Meryl Streep. And anytime Meryl Streep's in a movie, I think I saw it like, must have seen it five times in commercials. All right, here we go. 2013, Some Girls. It's actually Some Girl, and then the the S is in uh, parentheses for some reason. Uh, Bobby, she plays. Um... Another video game, wow she's in a lot of video games uh, 2013 Disney infinity she's the voice of Anna, and that's because also in 2013 she was the voice of Anna in the, the movie that all the parents hate uh, Frozen uh, I actually watched Frozen. Let me take a bite of my little pizza here while i while I think about Frozen and look outside at the frozen tundra out there that is. Pullman Mm-mm-mm. Okay I took a big bite Hopefully you can't hear me chewing on mic Um Hopefully it's not Too much like Dining with Doug and Kay Chatting and chewing <laughs> I saw Frozen for the first time In one of those mornings I was talking about It was maybe a few episodes ago I was talking about um Waking up early in the morning last uh, spring when I worked for, or actually I was an intern at Covington Parks and Rec, and I was waking up at like 2 a.m. for some reason, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., but I would be going to bed at like 9 or 9.30, though, so I'd be getting some sleep, but not enough, though, but I don't know why I was doing that. I would wake up and listen to podcasts and go sit in the TV room on my yoga foam roller, and throw Jersey Shore on mute um, But this morning Not this morning But this morning I'm talking about I watched um, Frozen While I was wearing those uh, Under Armour legging things And I really I think Did I not put Frozen in my Now I can't remember Because I didn't write it down For me if I write stuff down It helps me remember it I mean, I think most people are like that probably, but I think a lot of people, myself included, sometimes just too lazy to write stuff down. Um, I think in Frozen, what was I just, oh yeah, I think I put it in my top three for Pixar movies. I ranked the top three Pixar movies for myself. I think I went, oh, maybe not. I, I definitely went up The Incredibles, Coco. Those were the top three, actually. Frozen must have been four. Because Frozen's a Pixar, I think. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, the Rain Olaf's funny. Uh, the, the dude with the reindeer—I think his name's Christopher. He's funny. Um, yeah, it's a—it's a good movie. It's definitely like one of those Pixar movies that, like, the adults might even like it more than the kids. Or probably not. They probably see it too much. All right, so Parks and Rec. She's in Parks and Rec. Wow. Aubrey Plaza. Um episode five of A Stars is, A Stars Born. Um Kristen Bell is Ingrid DeForest. Another great name. Ingrid DeForest. DeForest is two separate words. Three episodes from twenty thirteen to fourteen. Okay. Ah, right, here's the Veronica Mars movie in twenty fourteen. She plays Veronica Mars. Okay. Uh let's see what the plot of the movie was. Um It's a PG-13, 107 minutes, crime, drama, mystery. Years after walking away from her past as a young private eye, Veronica Mars gets pulled back to her hometown just in time for her high school reunion in order to help her old flame, Logan Eccles, who's embroiled in a murder mystery. Logan Eccles. That sounds like a made-up name. Um, Okay. And then here we go. Video short from 2014. She plays Veronica Mars, and this is the scene from the new Veronica Mars movie with the Kickstarter backers in it. What? I'm going to click on that because I don't even know what that means. This is the scene from the new Veronica Mars movie with the Kickstarter backers in it. So there was a scene. So, okay, so I do remember this being a movie that was funded by, funded publicly by the fans through a Kickstarter, uh, like GoFundMe kind of program. Well, they're different the two are different, but um they actually put the people in a scene. Like I wonder like what I wonder what the scene was or like must have been like in a grocery store or some sort of low stakes. I would picture it in like some low stakes, like in a park, maybe like a dog park. Um Wow, that's impressive. So twenty fourteen, she's in a short Mary Poppins. She plays Mary Poppins Quits. That's hilarious. Oh, funny or die. Shout out to Will Farrell there. Another video game, twenty fourteen, Disney Infinity Marvel Superheroes. She's the voice of Anna. Uh, TV show twenty fourteen, Play It Again, Dick. She's Veronica Mars slash Kristen Bell. Um, uh, what? She plays Veronica Mars in a different TV show? Okay. I got now. I have to see what this show is because that's doesn't make sense. Um, it's a comedy, twenty two minutes. Ryan Hansen tries to put together a Dick Casablanca-centric television spinoff, calling on his pals to help him get the show off the ground. So, okay, Ryan Hansen's uh, one of the people from, we just mentioned it, uh, Party Down, the old uh, catering show. So then they reunited there. TV show, 2014, 2015, Bubble Guppies. She plays Rogue Girl. For four episodes okay a short 2015 she's the voice of anna frozen fever another video game disney infinity 3.0 voice of anna she's in the simpsons ah, one of my favorite shows of all time and my favorite show growing up oh my gosh and i just looked outside and the sun is The sun is shining right now in one of the apartments, and there's, like, a a snowy hill. Like I said, the Palouse is rolling hills. I mean, Google the Palouse if if you want to see what I'm talking about. So it's just a rolling hill with snow covered, and then the sun is shining on this apartment, and there's snow on the roof, and it's, wow, this is beautiful. Um, Okay, back to the action. So, yes, yes, The Simpsons, one of my favorite shows of all time. My favorite show growing up, I can't remember what age... I started watching that show, but it must have been maybe 8 or 7, super early, probably, definitely earlier than I was, like, understanding anything they were saying, like, I think the only thing I was laughing at were probably the physical comedy, um, I do remember, I don't remember the episode, but there was this very specific, it wasn't even comedy, it was more like sad, of, like, it was, Lisa was... It was the Environmental Lisa episode where she was trying to save the ocean from those six-pack rings. And there was just like a fish stuck in the six-pack ring. And it was just such like a real image. And so like disturbing and horrifying to see. And I was probably like maybe 10 or something when I saw it. And that kind of scarred me and I still remember it. Um, Alright. TV mini series, 2016. Lego, Frozen Northern Lights. Lego. Oh my God, so they combined two superpowers to make an ultimate movie. They combined Legos and, and Frozen, and they made this. Gosh, that Disneys that Disney's nuts. <laughs> okay, I'm starting to get distracted right now because now seems like a good time. Haven't taken a break yet, so I'm going to go ahead and use the restroom, so I'm gonna go ahead and take a break, and I'll be right back.